In this bulletin, over a thousand refugees are on boats in the Mediterranean Sea looking for a harbor. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky refuses to believe Iranian claims about drones. And in rugby, France wins against the Wallabies. With the latest SBS News, I'm Assam Al-Ghalib. Residents in flood-affected New South Wales communities are slowly returning to assess the damage as waters peak in several inland towns. The Lachlan River at Forbes in the state's central west reached a peak of around 10.7 meters on Saturday, slightly below a record set in 1952. Floodwaters in the town, which has been effectively cut in two due to road closures, were receding this morning, although it remained too early to measure the impact of the inundation. Speaking to the ABC, State Emergency Service Chief Superintendent Ashley Sullivan says that the town had experienced major flooding, causing a significant impact on the community. The impact in this town has been significant. There is a lot of flood water here. You can probably see behind me it's still extremely high and likely to stay high for probably three or four days uh, before we really start to see a, a decrease in the flood height here. So. It's, it's a slow-going flood, um, you know, we're going to try and get in as soon as we can to do those damage assessments and uh, we do have 50 ADF here in Forbes ready to assist with uh, the clean-up operation that's uh, necessary after a big flood like this. The government has agreed to meet business groups halfway on some of the more contentious parts of its industrial relations bill. Business groups have raised concerns about the multi-employer bargaining changes, which will essentially make it easier for employees at multiple businesses to band together to call for higher wages and better conditions. Workplace Relations Minister Tony Burke has agreed to amend the bill so businesses with smaller staff numbers are not forced into multi-employer agreements by larger groups. So one of the concerns, which was a reasonable concern, was the concept of you could have in a multi-employer agreement one employer where there's a heap of staff another where it's much smaller numbers and effectively the bigger workplace overwhelming the vote of the smaller one. So here's what we'll do. It'll be changed so that to be part of an agreement where you're getting a majority of the staff, it's, work, it's employer by employer where that's counted. Nearly 1,100 rescued migrants aboard four ships run by European charity organizations are stuck in the Mediterranean Sea. Ten days after the first operation in which they were rescued, 572 migrants aboard the Geo Barents, the vessel ship of Doctors Without Borders, are still waiting for a safe port to disembark. Conditions on board are becoming increasingly difficult with food and water supplies running low and bad weather expected in the coming hours. One vessel, the tanker Zagara, has arrived in Augusta in Sicily carrying 59 migrants and two dead people. On Friday, Italy's government decided to close its ports to rescue ships operated by humanitarian groups. Iran has acknowledged for the first time on Saturday that it had supplied Moscow with a small number of drones, but says they were sent before the war in Ukraine began. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky dismissed Iran's claims of limited supplies, saying Ukraine had downed 11 drones on Friday alone. By the way, official Iranian representatives have released a statement today. They have decided to admit that they did supply drones for Russian terror. But they were lying in this recognition as well. We are shooting down at least 10 Iranian drones daily, while the Iranian regime claims that it allegedly provided few of them before the start of the full-scale invasion. 
Only during one day yesterday, 11 shard were destroyed. Mr. Zelensky says the world needs to investigate the alliance between Iran and Russia. In recent weeks, Ukraine has reported a surge in drone attacks on civilian infrastructure, notably targeting power stations and dams using Iranian-made Shahid-136 drones. Russia denies its forces have used Iranian drones to attack Ukraine. That was Aaron Carter, the singer-rapper who began performing as a child and had hit albums in his teen years, was found dead Saturday at his home in Southern California. He was 34. Representatives for Carter's family confirmed the singer's death. They did not provide any immediate further comment. Carter, the younger brother of Nick Carter of the Backstreet Boys, performed as an opening act for Britney Spears as well as his brother's boy band and appeared on the family's reality series House of Carters that aired on E! Entertainment Television. Deputies responded around 11 a.m. following reports of a medical emergency at the home in Lancaster, says Deputy Alejandra Parra with the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department. Parra says the deputies found a deceased person at the residence, but she could not immediately confirm it was Carter. Carter's fiancée, Melanie Martin, asked for privacy as the family grieves. And now to sport. France have denied the Wallabies an epic victory, snatching a record 11th straight test win to underline their 2023 Rugby World Cup favoritism. A try to winger Damien Penault, five minutes from full-time, earned Le Bleu a dramatic 30-29 triumph in Paris on Sunday morning. The Wallabies produced a 95-meter contender for try of the year, but ultimately paid the price once more for their ill-discipline and lack of attention to detail at Stade de France. Sharp-shooting fullback Thomas Ramos punished the Wallabies for their every infringement, nailing six penalty goals and a conversion for a telling 20-point individual haul. Wallabies coach Dave Rennie rude, It's a game of inches, isn't it? We got away with the tight one last week, and we finished second tonight. It is what it is. With the latest from the SBS Newsroom, I'm Assam Al-Ghalib.